1: Hello, and welcome to Leadership Beyond Borders. I'm Kimberly Lewis, your host. And this series is in cooperation with Cinda Virtual, which brings you thought leaders and business stories from all over the world. Now, you can learn more about Cinda on www.cinda.org. Now, the show also. Brings you has listeners from all over the world. So, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you may be listening from today. And if you're new to the stories series, let me tell you what the series is about. Leadership Beyond Borders is about the gl- impact globalization, digital transition, and the connected world is having on our organizations. And what this impact is doing to the kind of leadership we need to drive long-term success in today's economy. In this series, we've talked about everything from business issues such as artificial intelligence, digital transitions, and data protection regulations to leadership issues such as gender balance and business values and ethics that may impact your organization or your individual career. So listen to us live every Tuesday, 3 p.m. Pacific time. And if you miss us live, don't worry. We're all over the web. Uh, We're on Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify. Just put in Leadership Beyond Borders. And I also invite you to connect with me. Send me your thoughts and insights to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. And uh, let me know what you'd like to hear about. So if you're in a leadership position or aspire to be in one, regardless if your business is international or local, make sure you join us each week and we'll make sure you take away something useful for either your business or yourself. Now, on to today's discussion. discussion. I mean, being acquired, when a business is acquired, is is sometimes a tough pill to swallow for many companies because it comes with many challenges. But it also can be a great opportunity for many companies. It can be an opportunity to rethink strategies, consolidate markets and customers, set new goals and new KPIs, and build a new culture. Today, we're going to look at a company that found the opportunities in being acquired and implemented new systems to ensure growth and business success. Our guest today is Sandy Lohr, and she's the CEO of Matchcraft, and Matchcraft provides a best-in-class advertising platform that enables companies to successfully sell and manage search, display, and social campaigns for their advertisers. Unlike other advertising technology platforms, Matchcraft's platform, Advantage, helps organizations efficiently manage campaigns of all sizes, enabling companies to deliver their results to their advertisers. Matchcraft is a fully remote company with team members across the US, Europe, Mexico and India. And Sandy herself is passionate about the ongoing success of local business ecosystem. Under her leadership, Matchcraft have developed award-winning solutions for resellers and agencies across the globe. The acquisition of Matchcraft by Vendasta, a Canadian technology company, is a great example of Sandy's leadership and focus on growth within the local ecosystem. Sandy resides in Florida and also in Belize, where she spends a lot of her time. So welcome to the show, Sandy. Thank you very much, Kimberly. It's good to be back. okay. So I'm um, just um, you know, I, I think I, I said a little bit about Matchcraft and I, I think I'll jump to, you know, um, your your company was recently acquired, okay? And uh, was the acquisition kind of a shock to the comp- to some of the employees and how did you communicate it to your staff and your employees?
2: Yeah, it was—it um, certainly was a surprise to most of our employees, and that's it's a hard thing to do. I've been on the buying side of an acquisition and now the selling side of an acquisition, and it's hard to run a business while you're trying to uh, have a for sale sign out there. And so we tried to do that to have the least amount of disruption for our employees as possible. And so it was a, a very tight group that knew that we were going through that process because we still had a business to run and needed to continue to run it successfully. So that's, that was good from the standpoint of having a few people in the know and and the rest not, but it was also, it does cause some collateral damage that I, I had to acknowledge because we always were a very transparent and open environment. And this was a pretty big thing not to have everyone in on the know, um, along the journey. And so I'm not sure in hindsight, if we did the right thing or the wrong thing, it's what we chose to do so that we could continue to operate, but it did create some trust issues that we had to rebuild. And Mm. I think just a note to anybody going through this, you're, you're blind if you don't think that that is, um, that is part of the process that you have to explain when all is said and done, why you did what you did. And again, I'm not, I, I think both ways of handling that have pros and cons, but that's the way we chose and, and what we did. And it it does require certainly pre acquisition. We had very little uh, communication, but post acquisition, we had a lot of, uh, a lot of touch points with our teams and one of our goals was to make sure that we kept all of our talent uh, throughout that acquisition process and we were mm-hmm. successful with that that we didn't have anybody leave due to the acquisition so that was really important to the Vendesta team acquiring us and to the Matchcraft team uh remaining
1: on to do the work uh I want to come back to that in a minute um, on that but I just want to come to what you say you said about um, any kind of acquisition process even if you have a tight group that knows it um, causes disruption so you know your business is a uh, cutting edge technology on the changing and the changing landscape of digital tech um you know, it's just changing so rapidly. So how did you keep the focus on developing strategy for your customers that while being acquired?
2: Well, we've always been a client-centric building. And, and so our roadmap is very much guided and agile based on our clients' needs. And so that didn't change. We were able to keep our process and our communications intact We did have some, some, I would say, uh, people that wanted to know how was this going to change because when you're acquired by a company, is the acquiring company going to absorb your resources? Are they going to take over your roadmap? And one of the things that was important in looking for a new home was to find a company that believed in what we were doing and the Matchcraft roadmap. And so Vendesta was not there to change it, but to support it to help it grow faster, if anything, and to provide resources in areas that were cross-functional, that we could have some savings and some opportunities to provide more development resources elsewhere. And so those things are really important to look at. And it helped us immensely to keep our eye on the ball and to make sure that we were growing and we're delivering on the roadmap that they uh, felt that they were acquiring. So you you go through a lot of sales pitches and you wanna make sure you're delivering then on that roadmap. So it actually was very symbiotic to have the Vandesta team supporting the existing roadmap of Matchcraft.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and so you had kind of two parallel streets going on at the same time. And uh, you've been, you know, when I look at this industry, the, the ad tech industry, And all its changes, how did you deal with innovation and development? I mean, maybe using data analytics or automation uh, technologies. How did you deal with that during the acquisition period? Because things are changing so quickly. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, I, yeah, for sure. It's constantly evolving. I think about even you and I, since we've known each other and the topics we've covered through the years, it just evolved yeah. so fast. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we should we should let it be known that it took, what, five minutes for either of us to mention AI. So I'll, I'll be the first <laughs> to break that ice. And certainly, MatchCraft and Vendesta, we're doubling down, I, I should say tripling down, quadrupling down, 10x down, whatever, on AI and We've always done a lot at MatchCraft and Vandesta with machine learning, but now we're taking that to a whole new level with all that there is with the large language models and everything that's with OpenChat, GPT. And we've had the good fortune of very innovative people and the Vandesta team and the MatchCraft team are working together on what that looks like and sharing ideas and experiments And I think our challenge uh, isn't so much acquisition-oriented, but just in general, running a business while it's evolving so fast, is just making sure that you're playing at all levels. That in order to stay ahead, we've decided where our sandbox is and where it's not. We are not going to develop our own uh, large language models, for example. But we are going to play and we're going to win in the areas that are proprietary to us, and that includes our our workflows and our data. And so you mentioned data and data analytics. That is an area that we have grown in terms of our expertise and our talent. Uh, prompt engineering in general is an area that is now new to us and growing because it's 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 us training the models and the models training us. Mm-hmm. And both aspects of that are really important. And so those are areas that I think uh, we're we're certainly evolving and I can share some things that are happening at Vandesta. We have a marketing services division and I know the stats show that overall AI should save you about 14% in efficiencies in different areas of language and even visual optimization that you can use from different tools. In our case, social postings is a big area for Vendessa. And so being able to have higher quality and efficiencies as a result of using AI, um, we've had a savings of 24% in our marketing services area related to our social postings, which is pretty pretty incredible um, wow. with just four months of effort. So that's been a big plus for us. And to see that we're we're training people, to have a higher value because now their work is at a higher level and by using AI. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's, that's really important. And I know you and I talked recently that when you have employees and a lot of times the initial reaction is, Oh no, this is going to take over my job. I'm going to lose my job. This is replacing (laughs) me. And so the tendency is to look for all the reasons why it won't work. (laughs) And that's kind of true when you're, when you're being acquired too, it's how does my value stand out? And I think it's important that we show people that they can have higher value work and thus their earning potential is even higher as well. So those are just some things to work on as we talk about change an evol- evolution of our industry, and also how we work with teams and the reality of their reaction when something like an, an incredible advancement like AI comes.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think also in, in the the post acquisition, as you're going and, and I know that uh, Vedastin is is cutting edge technology company. As you're as you're developing and you went through this merger, and we're going to talk about what you did. Um, in the next segment, but I, I think that's interesting for, for people to want to work with this, to, to say, aha, I will have a higher value, okay? Um, I will, you know, I want to join the team. I will stay on the team. Um, so did you find a lot of positive feedback from from going into this AI from the employees?
2: We did. We actually saw employees feeling that we were investing in their future. The retention and there have been some studies, Stanford, MIT did a study showing that retention and morale actually increases when you're investing in your employees in areas like AI and giving them the tools to learn and grow in. And so, yeah, I think that's a really
1: important point. Yeah. Okay, we're going to take a a short break. And when we come back, I want to talk to you about some of the systems that you put in place in uh, your company. Um, and how you built the culture to to make sure that you are focusing on success in the future. And for our listeners, we are talking with Sandy Lore and she is the CEO of Matchcraft. And Matchcraft provides a best-in-class advertising platform that enables companies to successfully sell and manage search, display, and social campaigns for the advertisers. Unlike other advertising technology platforms, Matchcraft's platform Advantage helps organizations efficiently manage campaigns of all sizes, enabling clients to deliver their results to the advertisers. So if you'd like to learn more about Matchcraft, you can go to their website, www.matchcraft.com. And of course, Matchcraft is on Twitter, on LinkedIn, on, um, on Instagram under Matchcraft LLC and on Facebook under matchcraft.page. And if you'd like to reach out to Sandy, Sandy lore is on LinkedIn, so please reach out to her. And this broadcast is also brought to you by Cinda, and Cinda is one of Europe's fastest-growing nonprofit digital marketing and local search associations, providing virtual trainings, conferences, market research, legislative white papers on digital. They also have a online learning series Thursdays at 1700, And they also hold conferences. Uh, Matchcraft is also a large partner of Cinda in their live conferences and throughout their thought leadership. And the next live conference is held October 22nd to 25th in Porto, Portugal. And Cinda also has Cinda for Startups, which has an e-learning platform free to founders and entrepreneurs that take founders and entrepreneurs from idea to exit. So please go to www.cinda.org and check them out. And with that, we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back. Voice America is on
0: LinkedIn. Connect with us today. Everyone deserves the opportunity to have access to the knowledge to make their own choices when it comes to where their money goes. Listening to Making More Money for You with Magnus Carter will give you that access. Investing isn't just for the wealthy. Making More Money for You, Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. If you're looking to grow your money safely, reduce taxes and market risk, enhance returns on investments, reduce cost of borrowing, and safely create positive arbitrage, look no further than your personal bank. Your personal bank, hosted by Ference Talf, is a financial concept that strategically integrates financial tools from the banking and insurance industries to continue growth on funds, even when you access them for other purposes. Your personal bank, Tuesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Listening to Leadership Beyond Borders. Do you have a question or comment about our show? Please send an email to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Again, that's leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Now back to this week's program.
1: Welcome back to Leadership Beyond Borders. I'm Kimberly Lewis, your host. And today we are talking with Sandy Lord, and she is the CEO of Matchcraft. Matchcraft is a technology company, a best in class, that has a best in class advertising platform that enables companies to successfully sell and manage search, display, and social campaigns and Matchcraft was recently acquired by a Canadian a technology company called Vendasta and we're talking about Sandy and on how this process went through and and how she as CEO managed this acquisition process so before the pause we were talking about implementing AI and and using that and implementing you know investing into your people and i think i think that was a really good story you told on, you know, people do want to be invested. But let's come back to the challenges, okay? You know, what was one of the biggest challenges that you faced during the acquisition? Um, and how did you address them?
2: I think one of the challenges is that Vendesta helped us look at life beyond three years. So <laughs> we used to think that In fact, I used to say this a lot, that uh, anybody that talked about ad technology beyond three years and tried to look at a crystal ball, I used to say that was kind of, excuse me, but bullshit. And (laughs) because it evolves and changes so fast. And when I saw that the CEO, Brendan King at Vendesta, had a 10-year goal, and this is going back 11 years and he was able to show the different board presentations and things that he had presented 11 years ago, and it was a 10-year plan, and it took them 11 years to get there. And it seemed very audacious 11 years ago, and the reason it took 11 years instead of 10 was because of COVID, but they did it. And so as we go forward and look at 10-year visions, it. it it's just nothing that I would have ever believed in before, but I've seen it firsthand and I see the advantage of doing that. And so now that, and including scenario planning, because you, it's, it's not about, it it's more about the, how you're going to get there than it is the, what it's going to be once you get there.
0: Mm-hmm. And
2: so looking at objectives and key results and being much i guess much more aligned and formal throughout the organization and as you join a large organization like Vendesta you you need that alignment throughout all the divisions so that everybody knows where we're going and what that vision is and so they've really helped us i mean you're talking to a newspaper girl where <laughs> you know we used to say long term planning was Two days. Monday morning for for <laughs> Sunday's paper, and that was our long term planning because you were manufacturing a paper every day. And so now to be thinking about a ten year vision in the ad tech industry and the martech industry is pretty is pretty astounding. So having brought our team through that process and to formalize our objectives, and we have, if I may, I'll share. This is this is not meant to be a plug, but kind of the guru of OKR's objectives and key results is John Dare, Measure What Matters, which is a really important book if you haven't read it. And so we have this top down and cascading goals, but also laddering from the individual or department level up and going cross as well for dependencies and being able to look at that and setting corporate goals and having those resound throughout the division so Vandasta has corporate goals matchcraft then has goals that align to those corporate goals and then each of our divisions have their goals and i would say all of that process um, takes time and we're learning we certainly are not pros at it but it certainly has helped with clear communication and alignment all the way through our company and you can walk up to anybody and hopefully they can tell you what the key objectives are. And those are the most important things that we have to do. And and that alignment and then knowing their role in that. And so we've done a lot to communicate and, and have that take place so that it's actionable
1: and not just some poster that's sitting on a wall. Mm-hmm. And and I like what you said, because, you know, if you think, if you take the word, Ad tech, and then you say 10 year plan. It's almost kind of like an oxymoron because the (laughs) products are changing so often. So you're saying you, you emphasized on the how. So the how would be these OKRs. And just for our listeners who may not be familiar with OKR, could you just explain that a little bit? Sure.
2: Objectives and key results. So these are the things that are most important that you need to do as a company. And they can be things that are vital, that are important for this year. They, they can be things that are building and will be more important in years to come. But if you don't start now, you won't get there. And they can be things that – and there's names for all of these. And they can be things – but this is my, my uh, <laughs> translation into <laughs> layman's words. And then there can be ones that are – as aspirational and testing. They're more testing and g- giving you a learning environment as objective so that you're constantly um, innovating. And so you have corporate level goals and then you have department or divisional goals and those align, but they're they're more of the, uh, the so the objective would be we've got to grow and we've got to have client value as we grow and increase that. And then the the key results would be how do we measure that and what's the timeline that gets us there. Mm -hmm. And so then each of your departments have key results for those as well and objectives and key results on what's more important to do from an HR standpoint from a, and every department has this. And so then as individuals, you know what your department goals are, and you know how those relate to the overall corporate goals and in Matchcraft's case, how they align with the VanDesta corporate goals, and so it's it's tracking all of that. And we actually encouraged our teams to go through a course. There's a John Deere course, and it's uh, and you can be certified. And um, and so it's again, I'm not trying to plug it, but it did help us with all being on the same page and the same language for OKR certification course and being able to then communicate it because it it's a lot. I mean, it was a change to go through. We used to have KPIs and goal setting and those kind of come underneath this in mm-hmm. terms of KPIs and this replaced what we would call our goals for the year and made them formal objectives. Mm-hmm. And it's not your everyday. It's not, OK, I got to hit my budget. Mm-hmm. Um, that's everyday work. This is this is a level beyond that. This is an objective that clearly communicates where you're gonna go this year.
1: So I think, you know, so that's kind of the the how and and so when you set these OKRs correctly, it doesn't really matter that ad tech changes that, you know, chet GBT comes out, um, maybe that pro- product will help you <laughs> reach some of those goals, but, uh, you know, that doesn't, that doesn't really matter. So let me, when, when you're formulating those, okay, um, how do you go about, you know, how did you, in the acquisition period, a Vendesta had those, you're coming in, um, how did you go about uh, formulating and knowing what was important for you to focus on? together.
2: Yeah, we were we were fortunate in timing because we were acquired in January and last year. And so it was where they had already had their objective set. And so last year, we kind of got to learn and got to kind of osmosis go through it. We didn't do the formal into Matchcraft until the end of last year going into this year. So we got to observe, we got to learn more about objectives and key results. We got to see them go through the process. And part of that is just ongoing communication. And they change at the divisional level, they change quarterly. So you know which ones you weren't successful with, how to move those forward, you know which ones. And and you have owners on all of these that are pulling teams together when the, when the objectives are not being met. And so watching that process and seeing where it was not working as well as it could have been and, and how they were changing and improving upon that was really important. And I think one of the things is that uh, if, you, if you do it wrong, you're having too few people at the top determining what your objectives are And you've got to have the feedback from throughout the company. And that takes time to have uh, both top-down, bottom-up where they meet and having the consensus because it's all about Mm buy-in. And so having that feedback and communication is really important. And I also think going through, again, the learning process where Vandesta was always taking it to a higher level. And so it was a good challenge for MatchCraft to take it to a higher level as well. What is audacious? What um, What is achievable and we must do? And so there's table stakes, objectives, and then there's ones that are more aspirational.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And so I think some of the mistakes that we made going into this for this year, first off, we – didn't have enough people going through the certification and so we had some language barriers and different things we had different applications of what it meant and so we we had to just the learning period of language and what this means that was important and then i think we were way too ambitious because we had we were doing both bottom up top down we had way too many we in, i think our first you know look at this we had like 7 and if anything, we we landed on three, and I think that even that, I would if I could, it, you know, look back. I'm not sure that we're going to get to more than one. I mean, yeah. and do it well. So the others are just there, and they're more. They they weren't our must do. They were more aspirational, but they're they're certainly important. But I don't think they're um, getting nearly the the results that i would like to see and i think it's just we bit off too much because of um, where we started so we're learning but i think all of that is important to uh going into this it's not a change that's easy and you've got to be committed uh all the way through the organization
1: yeah i think that was going to be my question on on you know for our listeners and other ceos listening um you know, is there a right number, okay? Is there a right number of OKRs? You know, is it, uh, would you say, don't do more than three, don't do more than two, one-to-one? One? <laughs> I mean, is there a right number?
2: I, I don't know if there's a right number. Um, John Durer would tell you that there's anything, I think he uses anything from three to five is a stretch, mm-hmm. I think. And we tried to, you know, again, hone it in. And I think one of our gurus, uh, the champion within Matchcraft, who's one of our founders, Dora Patel, would tell you we probably should have landed on one. <laughs> and so I I don't know. I think it's, objectives are one thing, but also the key results, trying yeah. to layer in too many key results, which are your measurements and, and the how you're going to get there and those can also be, you know, if you've got way too many of those or you're trying to measure things that you've never measured before and there's no tracking for that from the past, that's also really hard.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um, we're going to take a short break, Sandy, and when we come back, I, I want to I, – I have one more question on these uh, OKRs and then kind of – Get your, your biggest learnings from everything that's happened and um, a little bit on what you're seeing happening in the ad tech industry. So for today, our, we're speaking with Sandy Lore, and she is the CEO of MatchCraft. And MatchCraft provides a best-in-class advertising platform that enables companies to successfully sell and manage search, display, and social campaigns for their advertisers Unlike other advertising technology platforms, MatchCraft's platform advantage helps organizations efficiently manage campaigns of all sizes, enabling clients to deliver results to their advertisers. Now, if you'd like to learn more about MatchCraft, you can go to their website on www.matchcraft.com. And MatchCraft is on Facebook under matchcraft.page. They are on Twitter under Matchcraft at matchcraft and i also on instagram under matchcraft llc if you'd like to reach out to sandy sandy is on linkedin under sandy lore and that's l-o-h-r and also on twitter under at sandy lore so please reach out to matchcraft and this broadcast is also brought to you by Cinda. And Cinda is one of Europe's fastest-growing nonprofit digital marketing and local search associations. They hold virtual trainings, conferences, do market research, legislative white papers focused on digital. Matchcraft is one of Cinda's uh, platinum partners. And they also have conferences. And the next conference is going to be held October 22nd to twenty. 20- Fifth in porto portugal where you can also meet the matchcraft team and cinda also has a platform for founders and entrepreneurs uh, it's an e-learning platform which takes founders and entrepreneurs from idea to exit so please go to www.cinda.org and check it out and with that we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back
2: on the voice america business channel be more achieve
0: more calling all cfos finance and risk professionals your call to action is to help your company achieve financial excellence How? Master finance and risk management, efficiencies, and cost control, plus strategic decision making to increase profitability by implementing game-changing technology advances such as machine learning and predictive capabilities, in-memory computing, analytics, plus mobile and cloud deployments, and more. Where? Learn from top thought leaders on financial excellence with Game Changers, presented by SAP on the Business Channel the business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network you are listening to leadership beyond borders do you have a question or comment about our show please send an email to leadership beyond borders at gmail.com again that's leadership beyond borders at gmail.com now back to this week's program Welcome
1: back to Leadership Beyond Borders. I'm Kimberly Lewis, and today we're talking with Sandy Lohr, and she's the CEO of MatchCraft. And we're, Sandy's uh, company was recently acquired by a Canadian technology company, Vendasta, and we're talking to Sandy about how, as a CEO, she she managed this, you know, actually, you know, you have to admit, Cindy, it is disruption when you're getting acquired and keeping your, you know, company focused on growth. You know, how did you manage that? So that's what we're talking about today. So, Cindy, I have a question, okay? Um, you know, we're talking, uh, we're, we're talking about the OKRs, but one of the things that kind of goes through anybody's head, I mean, employee's head or even management head, is when there's an acquisition, it's like oh, my gosh, now we're going to be expected to have rapid growth goals, okay? You know, um, they acquired us. They're going to want their money back. It's going to be rapid growth goals. So how how do you ensure that the team buys into those and that they're actually obtainable?
2: Oh, wow. Well, <laughs> I'm laughing because uh, when you go through the process of acquisition, you're putting out there what you think is going to happen with your numbers over right. the next five years. And right. so now somebody buys you and they're like, okay, this is what you said, go get it. And mm-hmm. so you have to be very careful. And of course, knowing that you you want to come up with reasonable goals that lead to your valuation. Mm-hmm. And so we did. And so um, we, so we've never been ones to, we, we do a bottom-up budget. So where do we think our clients are going to be? We have those conversations. We look at growth, et cetera. How much new business? Where is it going to come from? How are we growing outside of um, different lanes that we're currently in? All those things. But then what we had is an opportunity with a whole new sales team and a whole different client set. So Vendesta has mid-tier ad agencies, and we typically have for our agency, client base, is our more larger agencies, all focusing on local businesses, but just different levels of that. And so it gave us an opportunity to say, okay, here's here's the growth we were expecting. If we want to grow beyond that, we're going to need help. And so how do we cross sell and how do we get into that mid-tier lane and so we've just it, it's taken us a while because at first you're you're just going through a business trying to stabilize and make sure we don't lose anything along the way. And they gave us the time and the ability to do that. So we were able mm-hmm. to retain our client base and be able to grow within and keep with our business as usual. Having said that, we were missing the opportunity for learning cross sales into Vendasta and both having their client base on Matchcraft as well as exposing more of Matchcraft's clients to the tech stack that Vandasta has. And so that process is evolving now. And so we kind of, to answer your question, we, we basically said, okay, we're going to live with our numbers, granted. Mm-hmm. Um, if we want to grow beyond that, we need your help. And so, and it's, it's been a good approach and lucrative as well, because now we're getting our teams involved with what each other's um, values are to the ecosystem and helping that is going to be, it's, it's going to lead to a lot of growth in the future. And, but that's where it's got to come from. It's it, there's, this was a strategic acquisition. And so the strategy included this all along but they gave us the the runway to make sure we were stabilized and doing what we said we'd do first and then look at additional beyond that. Mm -hmm. And so we, uh, granted, um, that doesn't happen in all acquisitions. We're we're very fortunate, uh, but that was part of what we were seeking in looking at where we wanted to land as well was a company where we believed in their value structure and thought that it would be a fit for us, and and saw the strategy alignment, um, both going through channel partners for, our for
1: reaching local businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just to something you just said on you know collaboration, and you said a strategic acquisition. How much did the culture play a role? The culture in Matchcraft, not just the numbers of the products or the strategic market position, but the culture of the the employees employees and the people in Vendesta and Matchcraft during this process?
2: Well, actually, through Cinda is how I got to know a lot of the Vendesta team through the years. And culture was a big thing. Uh, We actually sought them out. And we actually went knocking on their door and said, hey, what do you think? Do you think we would be a good match? And so culture was a big part of that, was knowing how they operated, how they were thinking, where they were growing, where their investments were in people, and also looking at just the fun factor. Mm-hmm. They, they, they enjoy working. They're passionate about it. We have an equal sense of enabling local businesses to succeed. And and I've said this before, but when we were first uh, acquired and I put up our vision statement and their vision statement, our employees didn't know which was which um, (laughs) because we were that aligned. And from a culture culture standpoint, uh, they believe as we believe that people are the difference makers for us. And that's what makes us unique. And so trying to have top talent, retain top talent, grow top talent and take care of our people. Uh, That's, that's what makes our innovation. It's our people. And so there was a complete alignment there. We've um, just a lot of the things that we were doing, they wanted to adopt. There were things they were doing. We wanted to adopt and so now that's all coming together and there's just a great sense of career pathing and opportunities for the math team that didn't exist before. And there's a complete open door for um, embracing that talent throughout the Desta organization as well.
1: Mm-hmm. Great. So, uh, in this collaboration, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I have one more question on on the acquisition. I'm gonna save that to last. I want to jump because you guys are are fantastic technology uh, companies in the local space. So, um, all this is going on. The ad tech industry is is moving at faster than we've ever seen it. Um, where do you see the opportunities or for your customers, you know small and medium business in in digital advertising and ad tech over in the next year or two months, six months, okay, it's so changing. what yeah. how do you see the industry changing?
2: Well, I think from from a local business, there are just continuing to be more options than they are likely capable. Of being experts on in terms of ad dollars and where they need to go and quite frankly they don't care they just want their phone to ring or a customer to come in or somebody to shop online and buy their products and so i think the need for something that consolidates that or has the expertise for that that they don't have to worry about so they can run their business is really important and only going to get greater as as things happen. I mean, you certainly can look at the channels and see which ones are growing and which ones um, are becoming more of an ad platform than others and which ones are taking dollars away from Google. You've got a lot of things from Amazon taking dollars away from Google. You've got um, you've got TikTok taking dollars away, you've got even now WhatsApp and Reddit and they're all taking dollars away from from digital advertising, and when it comes to Amazon and even Facebook and Instagram are taking dollars away from search, dollars away from Google, and of course Microsoft with Bing and all that they're doing with AI and their new um, their their new AI Bing search, Microsoft search is really starting to take a hold where they're seeing tremendous growth. So those mm. are all hurting Google. And I think you're going to see more changes like that. But again, at the local business level, they don't care. They mm. want a phone call, they want to lead, they want somebody to buy their products. So they need somebody that's going to worry about all of that. From the resellers are which are our channel partners that are having to worry about all that. They need their tech stack and they want it simplified. And the the amount of process that goes around adding each one of the technology stacks that are needed to be able to offer these digital ad solutions and marketing solutions to local businesses is tremendous. Mm -hmm. We met with a client last week that at Cinda that has over 1000 tech solutions in in their company 1000 <laughs> and they want to narrow that down to 4 or 5
0: yeah and that so makes sense.
2: yeah because mm-hmm. i mean the amount of cost and effort and duplication and and each of those are changing they all change yeah, we have yeah. releases all the time and so i think that's the the tech industry is going to consolidate Um, and consolidation is needed because it's far too complex. And so you have to rely on those types of partners. Mm -hmm. And so that of course fits into our value stream and, and what we're trying to do both at Vandesta and at Matchcraft Mm -hmm. and, and those plug in together. Um, but I also think from a local business that they are going to, even though they're more tech savvy, et cetera, those local businesses are going to focus more on what they need to, which is their unique products and services and how they're gonna use AI to become more efficient in selling and servicing on, on their end. Yeah. And I think the consumers, and you and I have had conversations about millennials and Gen Z, um, they are very much shop local. They're very supportive mm-hmm. of local businesses and especially those with causes and with, with, um, with social give back programs. Mm-hmm. And so that's going to be important. And we believe that that's the backbone of our economy, our local businesses. And so we're here to support them through our resellers yeah. any way we can. Great.
1: So um, we're kind of at the end of the show. So one last sentence, Sandy, you went through this, you've de- you've been, you know, Vendessa and Match Crush were very successful. Um, if you have one takeaway for the CEO's One sentence, one word of advice for CEOs who might be going through an acquisition or acquiring, what would that be?
2: Stay close to your people and to your clients. You cannot over communicate to either one of those and make sure that happens in all forms from the CEO level.
1: Thank you. Great last words. And for our listeners, we have been talking with Sandy Lohr, and she is the CEO of Matchcraft. And Matchcraft provides a best-in-class advertising platform that enables companies to successfully sell and manage search, display, and social campaigns for their advertisers. Unlike other advertising platforms, technology platforms, Matchcraft's Platform Advantage helps organizations efficiently manage campaigns of all sizes, enabling customers to deliver results to their advertisers. MatchCraft is a fully remote company, which is really interesting, Sandy. We didn't really get a chance to talk about that, uh, but maybe we can have another conversation about that. Um, So uh, fully remote with, with team members across the U.S., Europe, Mexico, and India. So if you'd like to learn more about MatchCraft, Please go to www.matchcraft.com. And Matchcraft is also on Facebook under matchcraft.page and on Instagram under Matchcraft LLC. And on LinkedIn under Matchcraft. And if you'd like to reach out to Sandy, Sandy is on LinkedIn under Sandy Lore. And that's L-O-H-R. And she's also on Twitter under at Sandy Lore. So please reach out to her. And this broadcast has also been brought to you by Cinda. And Cinda is one of Europe's fastest growing nonprofit digital marketing and local search associations. They hold trainings, conferences, do market research, legislative white papers on digital They also hold conferences where both Matchcraft and Vendasta are premier partners with Cinda. And you can meet both teams at the Cinda conferences. And the next Cinda conference is October 22nd to 25th in Porto, Portugal. Cinda also has a platform, an e-learning platform for entrepreneurs, startups, and founders. And the e-learning platform takes entrepreneurs and founders from idea to exit, and it also helps them communicate with investors across the world. So please go to www.cinda.org and check everything out. So, Sandy, it's been great. Thank you again. Thank you, Kimberly. Always good to talk to you. Okay. And uh, for our listeners, uh, don't forget, tune in every Tuesday, 3 p.m. Pacific time. And if you miss us, don't worry, because we are on every major podcast platform. Just put in Leadership Beyond Borders and you will find us. And with that, thank you and tune in again
0: next week.